Welcome to our first episode of Psychologist at the Salon. I'm Lisa Carlin. I'm Aparna Arjunan. For our first episode, we'll be talking about a discovered, mutually loved TV show between Aparna and I, Ted Lasso, um, which is fitting because, as we mentioned in our promo, our idea for this podcast came out of our discovery that we shared the same love of other podcasts. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> This is our shout out to West Wing Weekly, Rishikesh Hairway, and uh, Josh Molina. Hello. <laughs> So each week we're going to be sharing why we are talking about the topic of that day, um, what it is about how it's influencing the zeitgeist in today's world, and then we'll share our perspectives and maybe some research if we can get ourselves to read some things, um, and then some hopefully funny takeaways at the end. Yeah, at least we'll find them funny. Hopefully other people will too. Right. All right. So on to Ted Lasso. Um know why why are we interested in Ted Lasso do you want to start us off sure well so I think um we both agreed as we were talking about it and again discovered that we both love this show um that it's a very psychologically minded show it's one of those shows that has become very popular but it also delves into these topics that are very specifically related to mental health so they show very um you know in a really concrete way Ted Lasso having a panic attack the main character during one of the episodes and then also kind of the aftermath of it not wanting to talk about it um, you know and how he deals with it and how others around him are also responding and then they even you know alluded alluded to like his experience in, um, as a kid with his um, dad dying by suicide and so there's some really serious topics there that they even um, really depicted in a way that it was very seamless because it kind of worked it way into the fabric of the show very naturally um, and really fit with like the storyline. It didn't um, it wasn't just a one-off. It fit with the storyline of the, the whole arc of the, the episodes of, or of that season, especially the last season too. Um, and at the end of the day it's just such a feel-good show. I It makes me so happy to sit down and watch each episode and I could watch it over and over. Um, but yeah, I think that's not only what well go ahead <laughs> yeah no I, I so agree with that and just as the show went on I just was so impressed by and the level of depth that we got from the characters so kind of what people were on the surface you know it could have been just that kind of like one off one episode kind of a, okay that's what this show is but then as you keep watching there's a depth to the relationship patterns they depict there's a depth to some of the gender norms some characters that are struggling against certain stereotypes about gender uh, or don't adhere as you would expect certainly shows a lot of um, uh, women empowerment and mm -hmm. positions of power um, and yeah, I just to, to echo what you were saying before, just to kind of have these things be woven together and to really creating some depth um, 
different than um, you know, my Saved by the Bell example that you've heard me say. Um, <laughs> the like very special episode kind of flavor where a show might just talk about an issue of the day and, um, and, and that can be important, but often doesn't, there isn't an arc there. It's just, we're going to talk about drug addiction in this episode to mm-hmm. like highlight its importance and then the show just kind of goes on. Right. We'll take like- a break from its storyline to share something about um, something important, quote unquote, and then they go back to their kind of like usual characters and their usual stories whereas this is just has it being you know part of who these characters are and what they're struggling with but also at the end of the day like you said just what they're they're still positive about and how they still support each other through everything yeah and it really is like you said it's not just a one-off or like doing its due diligence um like which i can i can imagine in other shows especially shows of the past but but even some series now where it's almost like they're paying lip service to it and not necessarily allowing it to um give a sort of human depiction of like how what life is like right and just incorporate it into you know still being a comedy show right right about football or soccer sorry Yeah, one of the, or another area that they tackle is the impact of culture. I mean, there are, um, in multiple episodes, they name the impact of colonialism. Certainly we see this in Sam's character, um, Mm -hmm. throughout his advocacy around sponsorship. Um, uh, I'm blanking on the name of the, their sponsor that, um. Was it like Qatar, uh, or not Qatar, it was supposed to be like Qatar. (laughs) Sorry not to call them out, but. (laughs) Right, right. And about some of the the ways in which they um, were being irresponsible related to Sam's home country of Nigeria, correct? Yeah, Um, exactly. And um, yeah, so we saw saw him kind of win that battle, if you will, about sponsorship. Um, Though... I do appreciate that there are other things that aren't quite as like tied up in a mm-hmm. bow. Um, and you brought up when we were talking before about the the um, aspect of players of African descent or from Africa playing in Europe versus mm-hmm. Africa. We had that whole storyline with Sam as well, mm-hmm. um, and his decision to whether or not he wants to go home and play and really like support building up some of the like leagues in Africa itself, and um, whether it's Nigeria or elsewhere to actually play for those teams and, you know, um, promote the funding of, you know, soccer in, in Africa as well. So there's, you know, some of those decisions and like the, just, I think it really does a good job of leaning into the ambiguity and, and like uncertainty of things or just the challenges people face and how, you know, things are complicated. Yes, absolutely. Um, also really affirming, um, I think it, it does some ways in um, really showing the impact and the importance of culture and uh, maintaining mm-hmm. one's culture. Um, um, we certainly see that in Sam and how struck he is by, um, really from the first episode, about kind of feeling um, separated and the efforts that Ted goes through to recognize that and what mm-hmm. it's like to, um, to not have... Um, uh, to well, to be far away from home, but even more from that, to kind of not have aspects of his own country, own country about his culture kind of around him and how that impacts him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we talked about this a little bit too, but another reason that we thought about 
making this our first episode was um, because of the recognition that the cast got by actually being invited to the White House. So thank you to POTUS, to, <laughs> to, to Biden. He was for in wake length as uh, POTUS and uh, Dr. Biden. Exactly. We, yeah, we're, we're on, exactly. We're on the same yeah. level as them. So we had to follow suit. So... <laughs> That's right. That's right. No, um, the, the video will link in our show notes to uh, their their mm-hmm. visit at the White House. They had some really just really thoughtful things to say about the importance of yeah. that mental health depiction and that vulnerability um, being shared, and also how hopefully there's we're experiencing some generational change in that as well. Yeah, and it's really beautiful to see that, especially right. You're like for these, um, you know, I mean, for lack of a better word, older couple. Um, of Joe Biden being able to, and but also with their own personal tragedy that they've been through, to be able to talk about it openly and also give like shine a spotlight on it, which is really important to actually show that this is something they want to use to their advantage to then spread the message a little bit more and prioritize right. mental health right. and resources yeah. for mental health. And normal, right, and normalize the experience. A lot of times these yeah. are very human emotions. Folks are experiencing and as you know as you and I know well that often what can become problematic is when there's not space for these reactions to be normalized and um, our experience is not to have a place to be heard so yeah really um really nice um, depiction that they had at the White House. Yeah, and it's actually making me think that um, I think one of the core elements of this show and why it does such a good job, because we you know, we were going to talk a little bit about how TV gets mental health right and how they get it wrong in terms of how it's portrayed in different shows and even mental illness, any, any mental illness in general. But um, I feel like they said it in that video very clearly of really emphasizing the idea of being seen, being heard, and that that how you know how simple that is. I'm always trying to distill things into like recognizing the you know complexity and also holding the 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 simplicity of it or like the core message at the end of the day, which I think that is how why this show does a really good job because that's also one of the like messages that the characters and you know the main characters always sort of demonstrating of you know really seeing people and listening right not just sort of doing things or coming in and the whole premise of the show is about this coach who's coming in from the u.s and like gonna take over this team and then actually does so successfully but not in a way that you would think it's not like he's trying to take control he's actually there and present with them Right. Yeah, that's just, yeah. I really, I, I appreciate you bringing that back to kind of the whole premise of the show there, right? And about what what we're really seeing as those those core themes. Um, yeah, it makes me think too about how I maybe mean, we can get into this a little more detail when we talk about the episode specifically, but just really how trauma informed it is in terms of mm-hmm. also Ted displays a lot in the first couple of seasons about not jumping to conclusions about other people or giving them space. Um, I'm thinking right. about the end of season one when he learns that Rebecca hired him to, you know, as, as a joke, as a way to kind of blow up the team um, out of her anger at ex- her ex husband and you know he really um accepted her apology with grace and i think it made some kind of statement even around like i know or learning what it's 
what it's like when when you get divorced and about you know not being your best self and mm-hmm. you know making some some bad decisions or choices around that not that it, you know not to excuse harmful actions but to really have an understanding of the full person and what they might be going through so I think that's a, another recurring theme as well yeah very much so well um, maybe we'll take a quick break and uh, mm-hmm. then we'll come back and talk about the first episode sounds great okay so we are back um and we are now going to talk about the new third season of ted lasso and how we feel about it um i know i've watched almost all the episodes that have come out um as we record this i think it's like halfway through the third season um and i'm a little a little more behind Mm -hmm. but i've watched the first few episodes um so we will have some spoilers i'll try to you Mm, might spoil some things for me that's okay oh no i'll try not to i'll try my very best okay really bad with spoilers though just as a spoiler alert for future episodes of this podcast Um, this is the official spoiler (laughs) alert if you haven't watched the new season Coming yeah, forward. yeah that's going true forward. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know what you what you think so far. Okay. So I, I was about to say, <laughs> actually, I just had the thought that crossed my mind that. Um, I was about to curse, and then I was like, should we be cursing on this podcast? But then I'm like, totally in line with Ted Lasso as a show, right? There's a lot of adult language. And That's so, true. So maybe um, we just roll I'm with I'm just going to say that okay. I fucking love this show. Awesome. <laughs> and it I love- warms my heart every time. I said that before as we were talking about why we even want to start our podcast with this mm-hmm. show as the first episode. But I do think it's it's it just makes me so happy to watch. Like, I could just keep watching it, and it's... It totally makes my day. It's the characters and, you know, this new season is like many new storylines so far mm-hmm. um, with, you know, them getting back in the Premier League and like I just, because I've had some knowledge and like family and friends who are very into the Premier League, I know some of the teams and like familiar with the names and all and that's really cool to me that like they're back in the, you know, the league and like you know, this is a new direction of the season and it's the also final season of the show so right. I was very curious as to what they're going to do with it right. so far I love it yeah that's my I hot love take. it yeah <laughs> hot take I think you're not alone in that you're certainly not alone I also agree with that and uh, as you were just mentioning beforehand we were talking there's lots of podcasts mm-hmm. also professing their love for Ted Lasso so we know we're not alone we're in good company I think um, oh my gosh yeah. yeah so I just looked today and there's on Apple podcasts there's so many wow. different podcasts like at least seven that I found entirely dedicated to this show, which made me feel nice. And I was also like, oh, there's a lot of podcasts out there. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Which is not a surprise, but it's very cool because it clearly shows how much of an impact. And as we talked about, like with the cast going to the White House, like, and then I think some of the cast members had talked a lot about in that video they made with, with Joe Biden that like they have gotten so many emails, just an outpouring of different fans telling them how it makes them feel to see the show and be able to like relate to the characters and some of what was shared last season with uh, the therapist, the sports psychologist being on the show and that whole character 
character arc. And so I think it's really cool that um, they all receive it so um, openly as well. And then and to see like the enormous amount of fandom that's out there with yeah. probably any popular show these days. But I thought that was, it was really striking yeah. just how many people out there are doing something that right you know speaks right. to recapping the show or just talking about how it makes them feel and well, I think right yeah to that point like it just really resonates right like you're saying like kind of it yeah. feels good to watch but it's also not just about um you know positive emotions like there's such a like a range of emotions mm-hmm. um I mean I, I rewatched the first episode today knowing we we're going to talk about mm-hmm. it and I was just really struck by Ted's emotion as we start like this uh, the I don't know if you remember but like the opening scene like he's really he's saying goodbye to um, his son at the airport and he's just sitting there and you can just really see that um, he's just distressed and mm-hmm. it's just like in his on his face and you know, there's like a rawness too to um, him and, and, and many of the other characters I think too that are just really um, portraying their emotions and just um, really showing a full range of emotion and um, yeah I think there's just something so relatable in that too like it can really connect but at times it does I've noticed myself even for a feel good show like it can feel uncomfortable sometimes yeah. like seeing that expression or maybe I'm not used to it all the time That's from characters really like point. that so I remember being thinking to start the season like oh my gosh I'm already just really <laughs> feeling for Ted in this airport and like Aww. what's happening yeah just uh, but it was really connecting I very guess, much too. so yeah, yeah. And, and so normalizing I know we said that before yeah. but I think um, even then seeing him go back and I think when he like showed up in the office um, with the other coaches like they were kind of showing some support to him of like oh did he make it back and like we're totally understanding that he was be he would be a little bit anxious of just like having his son fly back home by himself and you know just totally receiving him also in you know however he may feel and right um, I know we're going to talk a little bit about like the diamond dogs, like little <laughs> male support group that they have, which yes. is really lovely. Yes. Um, and yeah, it's such a, it's, it's a really, it, it just, it, it, it really has a fair balance between like depth of emotion that it shows, mm-hmm. as you were saying, like it's mm-hmm. almost palpable mm-hmm. and, or it is palpable and also, you know, just normalizing it and, and showing it as sort of the, as we said, like humanity of each people, each person in the absolutely. In the so. Well, and to, to maybe talk a bit about diamond dogs, I just, I thought that was, um, uh, such a great way to to show that normalizing and also like mentorship of the other men um, mm-hmm. in there. I'm thinking about that. This was a scene I believe from last season where. Um, Roy Kent comes in and, oh and at, at some point, you know, calls the Diamond Dogs together. And I, I think it was in that scene, though, it could have been a different scene in that episode. Talks about how he hurt his feeling. His singular his feeling. Singular, that right? is like one of my favorite scenes. Of that <laughs> right. show. So it also so doesn't, yeah, it kind of speaks to some of the his, limitations of right. understanding his, emotion. But, exactly. Yeah. And his character, but then also like the development over time yes, of how he's exactly. coming into touch with them and yeah. how. As a safe space to like express it, absolutely, and that they they again they listen to him and they don't even say much. It's not like they're giving him much advice. They're just kind That's of right. like allowing him to to be there and present and yeah and name it and then 
move on. Yeah, and it doesn't he even reflect that back? Like, oh, so we're not solving exactly. problems. We're just here to talk about what the feeling. Like, yeah, that's it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I love that they do their little like barking at the beginning <laughs> and end of each of their like you know okay mount up it's the diamond dog time and then they're they kind of yes. dismount also and right. move that's on right. with their day so they have like a opening and closing to it which is like nice to encapsulate their yeah. emotional experience right we um, call it the therapy frame right exactly <laughs> yes. that's what therapy I was trying words. to get yeah. 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 Um, and they yeah they do that so just like fluidly and then you know go about their day but it's also a cute way of not just um, you know trying it's almost like they're obviously emphasizing it to try to make whoever else is involved uncomfortable especially Roy at the beginning um, but then when they you know they do their little barking at the end they're just like okay let's go on right that's, that's right that's right we can we can feel these things and we can move on and keep working together um, yeah, yeah they're modeling that for him Absolutely. someone who is such a lovable character or such a like Oscar the Grouch kind of mm-hmm. I saw a video actually sorry this is a little bit of a tangent but um, I saw a video on, on Instagram of Roy the character Brett Goldstein the actor I mean going to like Sesame Street and getting into like a grunting standoff with Oscar the Grouch which I love because yeah. um, he totally is supposed to be like that Grouch yeah. Scroogey type of character yeah and again then there's more depth to him over time Absolutely. and he has his you know one feeling mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's also so lovable because some of the experiences that he's had throughout the show were like having to retire and then come back That's as right. a coach and like be willing to sort of come right. back in that you know role and then right. um, they talk a little bit I don't I think you've got you might have gotten there in this third season where they like have a do, have you seen the episode where he they go and play at his in Chelsea at yes. his old um, yes. team or yeah. against his old team yeah and how he was feeling about just the the nature of like his ending his time there and how because he you know he could feel himself getting older as a player and like recognize that he needed to leave but and they even say it right like they call it out in such a beautiful way it's like really subtle how the journalist guy trent um Mm -hmm. uh says like you know it's really a metaphor for his life and his relationship with keely and the breakup and um yeah, I love the fact that, like, he is just naming and expressing, exa- again, like, Absolutely. how what he went through and even realizing it after the fact and noticing this pattern in himself, right? Right. But it's almost like, thinking about it from psychology terms, I think he was probably in a pretty, like, contemplative stage of change, right? Uh-huh, like, it's uh-huh. not like he's about to go and do something about it or, right. you know, um, go get back with Keely or recognize that, you know, what he right. did there as well. But yeah, just, yeah. But really reflective, it. yeah. Should we talk about the depiction of therapy? Because, like, exactly what it's I was interesting thinking. that Ted is still doing mm-hmm. therapy, which you and I have now done and lots of experience with um, telehealth. Or like, yes. That's to some right. extent on the phone, like clearly just, you know, right. not even talking on video, although they do have an episode where he is meeting with her on video. That's right. Um, but yeah, like they have a whole session on the phone in yep. the first episode, yep. supposedly first session. Right. Um, and it's just a lot more, um, 
I think expanded on what they showed last season, which That's was cool. Right. Yeah, yeah, I can certainly see how the relationship has developed, um, as well as um, Ted's continued discomfort that comes out in terms of um, these episodes asking personal questions. Um, mm-hmm. which Wanting I to did. be on the same level. Right, as, exactly. And, like, see the therapist as, see Dr. Sharon as an equal. Yeah, right, though I did appreciate that he ended um, one of the sessions with, oh, I forgot to ask you, we didn't mm-hmm. have any time left for any personal questions for you. I saw that as some interesting kind of growth if you will there mm-hmm. of like oh they could use all the time for him and he w- took all the time instead mm-hmm. of kind of perhaps deflecting a bit um or maybe not a bit <laughs> yeah and I thought it was really funny there was another either was that episode or another one where she like just cuts the video off and is like gone already uh-huh, uh-huh, yes. <laughs> which I thought was really funny just as yeah. like a peek behind our own experience in uh-huh. professional setting that like I would never do that right 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 <laughs> like I, even and maybe this says a little bit more about like my boundaries and like mm-hmm. um willingness to kind of go above limits um but I will make sure even if it's all past time to make sure we actually have like a goodbye right instead of just being like all right Right. my time is up and then gone right right yeah (laughs) what do you think about dr sharon i think it's interesting i mean clearly like she has made some she's stretched herself a little bit right in Mm -hmm. in the relationship with Ted also recognizing that maybe what he needed, right, to open up, right. even in the past um, season when he when they actually had a breakthrough, um, you know, was willing to come see him wherever he was, or you know, um, obviously they had some like you know other strange encounters outside of the session because of um, the <laughs> okay <laughs> because of the. Um, the concussion that she had, right? Mm-hmm. Like she, mm-hmm. he like right. somehow That's was right. called to the hospital to pick her up. And so there's clearly some weird stretching of boundaries and some of it's intentional, which mm-hmm. I, I would respect and appreciate, yeah. right. As a therapist, because there's definitely people I would self-disclose a little bit more with than right. others. I think every clinician is like that or makes that decision. Um, and, you know, of course, I think I don't have any experience in sports psychology, so I mm-hmm. I know the the setting and the cir- like sort of circumstantial factors may be a little bit different, right? And that right. creates a different yeah. type of relationship. I was wondering that, too, because I would imagine... Um, I know it's different, but my experience is working in health psychology that sometimes the boundary in the frame is different mm-hmm. or you're talking to people in different ways or it's not always for a set hour in your office, right? Depending on just what's going on, especially if you're working within a hospital or medical setting. Yeah. So again, I know it's different, but I could just imagine that sports psychology, I'm not a sports psychologist either, but I could imagine that that would, would lend itself to some different frameworks. Um, you know, I, um, to keep talking about the Phillies, but I do know that um, some uh, members of their team like work with sports psychologists, or I think they might call them mental coaches because mm. you know stigma. Oh um, but that you as know, as long as they're not just well, they could be well, just who knows. I don't know their coaches. credentials, but um, uh, but you know some of their pitchers, especially to talk to them like before and after each of their starts. Like I could imagine right. it's you know it, it might vary um, kind of when you're talking to folks, how you're talking to folks, which made me a bit surprised when we first met Dr. Sharon that she was so um, 
cold? <laughs> is that yeah, a word that you'd use? I mean, they're kind very of depicted. I would like very boundaries. Um, who knows? Uh, but I just, I, 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 my imagining of of uh, coaches in the sports or um, mental coaches or sports psychologists might be a little bit different. So, um, and the way they frame it, at least in the show, and I think this is relatively accurate that in the real world that sports psychologists are meant to treat the team, right? And so right. that means individual players. That may mean a group of them, but in this case, That's also right. includes the coach. And right, I'm. Imagine that that does exist or happen, right? I would imagine, or though so. maybe not in some sports, like the coaches have their own right. clinician somewhere else, or right. even outside of the. We should the get a sports team. psychologist. Yeah, on maybe for our next do. episode. Yeah, <laughs> we have a lot of questions. It yeah, seems yeah. Like. Um, but generally, I think like her willingness to like let him ask a question, and mm-hmm. she also reserves the right to not answer it, which is kind of cool. Right. Um, right. And again, sort of is not trying to just be friends with him. She is keeping the focus on him throughout the session. Um, And she's really gotten him to open up. And I think the portrayal overall is pretty interesting in that she is not... It's very, like, trauma-informed, right? I think Mm -hmm. she is recognizing and holding in mind, like, the experiences he had as a kid and the suicide of his dad. And then on top of it... um, you know, recognizing the pressure he feels at the moment and kind of letting him process what he needs to with the relationship, his kid and the divorce and all. And um, while also maintaining like sort of a focus on like helping him cope with his panic attacks. Right. Which is clearly, it shows like he's, he's growing and like seeing some progress with that. So I think it's a pretty overall like, good right <laughs> right yeah I, I think of... it is absolutely on the better side and I really like what you're just saying I hadn't really thought of that but yeah like it, I could imagine her like I could really see like her conceptualization like how she's thinking about Ted and like what <laughs> she's holding in mind yeah myself. well and I was just that's um at least that's like kind of therapy buzzword but basically like how we're like thinking about like all the impacts on somebody both mm-hmm. from the past as well as in the moment now and as well as their current goals and I really, yeah, I appreciate what you said about how she's depicted holding all of that in mind in a way that feels pretty realistic to me. Um, yeah. and, and pretty like she's doing a pretty good job with him yeah. in that way. Right. So far. Um, we do have another depiction of a therapist. I did see enough of the show to know that part is a former couples therapist oh my gosh yeah oh <laughs> right? i forgot Talk about, about spoiler that. alert it's um, like dr jacob is the is the new boyfriend yeah and I, I yeah i'm i'm curious to see how that goes again i haven't watched it past just kind of learning that bombshell um you know, in the one hand, I feel like it's a bit, um, I sometimes get a little bit frustrated with that depiction of therapists of, Mm -hmm. you know, being so willing to cross. Right. I'm like, what do I even say about that? Just like unethical, you know, I mean, straight up unethical. Yeah. Straight up unethical, um, to date one of your former clients. Um, that's an, that's a no, no for the most part, I guess 
technically there's well, our, our ethics code. Um, it says two years, I guess. Right, which is still beyond me why it's yeah, yeah why, why that's, that's like okay. that. and yeah. I don't think that it it's specifically two years. Oh, it is for like a relationship, sexual relationship as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Ted's of course um, referenced how that couples therapy or that couples therapist was not helpful and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, how he talked about before, it did seem that they were kind of depicting, like, oh, maybe that wasn't such a great experience. Certainly wasn't a great experience for him. Not unusual, of course, for when yeah. marriages end that people feel like their couple's therapist wasn't helpful, right? So in that well, way, true. like, I wouldn't have assumed that Dr. Jacob was unethical just based on that. But right. now we have so much more information. Um, yes, and who knows what the motivation... Obviously, there's a lot of, like, you know, assumptions that you could jump to. Right. And that's what they... That's how they leave the, leave it in the show, um, but clearly, like his decision making already is being called into question by the fact that he's now dating this person, Absolutely. his ex wife, and and we, I, I, the thing that jumped out at me was like the way in which he found out, which is so just heartbreaking oh, and like course. shocking, of and course. of course, then he had to like go out and be at the game, like 100%. right before his team is playing, and right, right, that's just so sad. Um, oh yeah, but That's also made me like, you know, obviously the entire thing is a little bit like, I don't know, the only word that comes to mind is skeevy, mm-hmm. <laughs> like just overall um, with that whole situation and. The fact that they have introduced this couple therapist already knows and has a relationship with their kid and has not at all even informed. Like, I don't remember if he knew that. I guess he was aware maybe that, like, his ex-wife, Michelle, was, like, dating someone. Right, I think so, yeah. But the fact that they didn't give him any information about who and who's in his son's life. Uh, and absolutely, absolutely. Just, like completely neglected to inform him and then have him find out that way and the way and then she just was like I'm sorry we'll talk about it later bye right and then like you said for him to just have to then go shift and be in work mode and um Right, I think he was then having some panic symptoms, uh, mm-hmm. not unsurprisingly there, right? Um, again, I think they're doing a realistic job of, um, of course, that's not what panic is for everybody, but right. I think that that, again, makes sense to me um, that yeah. that could be something that happens, right, um, for folks when they're feeling really overwhelmed and um, it can come out, come out in your body in that way. So, yeah, so un- unhappy about that. Turn of events um, mm-hmm. for Ted's behalf, but also we'll see how they handle that from a, a depiction of therapist kind of standpoint about how that's handled. I'll be keeping my eye on that for sure. Yeah, I yeah. mean, so far not so great, but yeah. <laughs> right, right. So not that that cancels out everything we were just saying about no. how the, the relationship with um, Dr. Sharon is well, portrayed well, but I just had a fantasy about Dr. Sharon finding out and then reporting Dr. Jacob to the board. <laughs> I wish. Right? Only, maybe. Right? We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. That's what I would, maybe I'll call the writer's room. I guess it's already shot. There's really, they can't make any changes now. <laughs> Otherwise, I though. It, I mean, in reality, I feel like there's very few times that psychologists are actually reporting others, but in this okay. case, that would be absolutely this, one example right? of, I like, so. how... Um, unethical clearly and like having knowledge of this and you know obviously 
you know, Ted Lasso is sort of addressing it with them himself in his own life, and yet, yeah, if I were that there, if I were, you know, his therapist, I would absolutely feel inclined to do that. Right, right. Wouldn't even know how to do that, to be honest, because from a different country, and then... Yeah, yeah. just call the state if you knew where they were. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good point. So sorry, total yeah. aside. <laughs> I'll figure that out later. But but the reason people... being, right? Because it's just it's you know the relationship would be it would be concerned for Ted's ex wife, right? About just like you know being in a relationship yeah. that was, um, yeah that that was potentially manipulative, potentially harmful for her, mm-hmm. for her family, right? For Ted, like that. That's yeah, as a therapist, that's. Well, I think, again, like, it calls into question that person's competence and ethics in terms of right. their behavior, right, right. as a provider. Exactly. So Exactly. All right. Well, maybe we'll move on to a couple other psychological principles um, yes. before, before we end. So um, we had a couple we wanted to highlight. Um, certainly there's a lot that's that's being said about kind of the positive nature of this show, mm-hmm. the positive psychology um, aspect of this. Um, I was just mentioning I did spend a one summer um, during my undergrad uh, interning at Marty Seligman's lab yeah, at Penn. Yeah, that's that so cool. Grand father of positive psychology founder mm-hmm. right um i think so was, yeah just kind of getting started at the time because i'm old um, but, uh, <laughs> well, yeah. he had been around for a long well, he time had been, yeah he had already been too. apa president at that point yes. right so um you know positive psychology being the idea that uh the way it's i remember being explained to me was uh, the field of psychology had been um, focus, so focused on moving people from kind of a, a negative state to a neutral state. So I remember it being described to me like if you're like a negative 10 on mental health, I don't know what that means, but we're trying to move you to a negative 7 or mm-hmm. hopefully a 0, right? But this is about, you know, being at a 0 and moving to a 3 mm-hmm. or a 5 and moving to an 8. Um, again, I don't really like the new numbers necessarily, but that's how <laughs> it was described to me at, at one point. Yeah, yeah but I that idea that like we can that. all grow and learn and change and that um, it not just be focused on what we kind of don't want in our lives, but how what we do want um, and um, how we can. Um, you know, there's a lot of work with related to resilience and feeling like efficacious, like being feeling having mm-hmm. some control in one's life um, of what we can control, right? Right. Um, not too far off from acceptance and commitment therapy, which that's true. Maybe. I think there's a lot of emphasis from what I remember, right, which mm-hmm. is very limited um, in terms of my exposure to positive psychology as a study, but like the idea of emphasizing our intrinsic like locus of control, right, which that's right. basically like that's right. meaning that we focusing on what we like you said what we yeah. can control, but actually like seeing our sense of agency. That's right. Within that's right. that and taking action exactly. Because sometimes, right, like sometimes we can be focused on trying to control what's actually out of our control. Mm-hmm. But you're right, a lot of positive psychology came from like the learned helplessness yeah, um, which is research that, that Sullivan had dogs. done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's poor dogs. Many that, people who might have taken intro to psych, that's that's, right. that might be the that's, thing. That's, that's right, these poor dogs. Of. I don't think the study would be approved today, no. probably, right? <laughs> I hope not. Um, but the poor dogs that didn't learn that they could um, have some control over. Over 
or was it a shock that they were mm-hmm. being given and that at first the button you could press to turn the shock off they, it wasn't connected at all but then they did connect it but the dogs kind of stopped trying after a while right. even though they could have because so they, they like just lay down and like right. accepted almost that's or right not accepted but just succumb to the you know as yeah. if they gave up trying to do they gave up trying right because it. they had learned that it didn't work so even when it did work mm-hmm. they weren't trying it and exactly. I think that a lot of us can probably relate to that right yes. that things that for have been out of our control for a while we kind of learn that association and then don't have don't take the agency don't relearn right um, these new connections about what we can control when different contexts in our lives change mm-hmm. um, and so yeah from that idea of kind of again learning okay what can what can't I control but what really can I do to to change and also what we can learn about ourselves and what works for us I think another part of positive psychology was the idea of connecting to the different um, things that we are interested in intrinsically Mm -hmm. and this idea that we're not all going to have every interest and that's okay right but that we may find ourselves kind of more motivated by Mm -hmm. art or beauty or um, integrity or um, achievement Um, there's also a concept called flow um, Mm, right where it comes from that yeah I think I, I'm remembering from <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing myself in the, the internship room while I'm doing this Aww. so hopefully yeah, I'm remembering this correctly but yeah the idea and actually the sports um, yeah, a lot, right, this goes from a lot so. of the sports literature too that right. um, this idea of flow that we're kind of like when we're in the engagement of an activity fully mm-hmm. we might even kind of lose track of time we're really kind of shut out to other things going on we're just really present present exactly yeah, yeah I'm present with the activity so a lot of athletes really I think can relate to this idea of like being in flow but mm-hmm. of course we can be in flow gardening or um yeah music or it I think again really speaks to that idea of harnessing right like what you said right. what you're interested in and that you can sort of use that to then move forward or to try to not just reflect on it because it does take it it really does I think encourage a lot of like self-reflection of what you're interested in what you what's important to you what you want to be spending time on but really it's about cultivating those interests that's right that's right um yeah, kind of like the committed actions that we talk about That's in, right. and maybe assign people to do right. taking moves towards things that are, that they value in That's therapy. Right. Um, as you were talking about it, I was just remembering how, I mean, just the idea that the image of the believe sign is so important in Ted Lasso yeah. and in the show. I think that is very much the, um, you know, Example, or it's exemplifying that idea of positive psychology, right? Like, right. like wanting to believe and sort of believe, believing. I, I would say, like, not just in your own ability and power to like mm-hmm. keep going in terms of the resilience aspect of it, right? As mm-hmm. a team, but also believing in themselves and and each other, right? Um, which right. is really very much like kind of emphasizing gro- um, personal strengths, right? Absolutely. And yeah, it's a great point. That is something I, I feel like there's so much positivity. And mm-hmm. as you were talking, I was also thinking of how it very much relates to another 
episode we might do in the future about just our reactions to therapy culture and like self-care culture in social media and particularly like you know the idea of like (laughs) hashtag growth mindset (laughs) that's something that I can rant about for days that's right Um, that you see all over Instagram and also the idea of like manifesting right like thinking something positive and that you want to happen just thinking it into existence almost or affirming it into existence um which i think still is in the realm of positive psychology and also and you know there's some kernel of truth there of how useful that can be and again that can take it in a different direction absolutely well there's a lot of nuance and sometimes some restrictions right like in terms of what's possible and where there are limitations and yeah i think um yeah it might be interesting to to do some reflection on that with Ted Lasso too around mm-hmm. yeah we were seeing some characters that are that are certainly are flawed and so I mean you know no amount of belief is going to make Roy Kent's knee work yeah right true. um so um yeah but the belief there right like we're but we're seeing him grow and learn and adapt mm-hmm. um right and so adapt. yeah yeah and so yeah I, I do like that um that they do show real hardships that aren't just able to be manifested around but I do think like you said like that these concepts sometimes when they're too flat and they don't have a lot of depth when they're just hashtags not I mean hashtags yeah. are fine but um <laughs> right <I know>. but <laughs> when there's not well but when there's not some like depth or nuance around it I think sometimes it can be really invalidating for people right. to say like oh so I should just believe but but I can't my mm-hmm. knee doesn't work right so yeah it's that um, word just right of yeah. like oh it's that easy right um right. and I do think that the character of Ted Lasso, which is why the show is like so so sort of centered on him and that, you know, his sort of stance on coaching or his approach is because he doesn't not acknowledge like there's a in the last episode I saw, which is I think episode five of the season um, he totally acknowledges, like, yeah, this sucks. Now what do we do, right? Like, to first be able to acknowledge and recognize what happened and know that it's going to be painful. And then also remembering what they want to believe in and trying to, you know, still stay true to that. Right. Um, and that's the, you know, of course, I could also rant for days in a positive way about dialectics and how we all (laughs) could use a little bit more dialectical thinking and so and not to not yeah not to go into that whole topic and define that at the moment (laughs) but yeah it's about holding both both, at the same time Okay, so we are back and we're going to talk a little bit about the second half of the season slash ending of the series altogether um, as we just watched the last episode together. And do you want to share just your initial thoughts? Yeah, as we were saying when we were watching, it's sad that it's over. Some things that I thought were satisfying, um, others less so. Um, I know we'll talk about some of those examples, but um, yeah, on the whole, I I thought that there were some strengths that it really leaned into in terms of the whole season around asking for help, around emotional vulnerability. 
uh, affirming identities and um, just opening up possibilities for some of the characters. But on the other hand, um, yeah, some things felt unfinished or quickly run through. Yeah, I think that's what, a what good, are your thoughts? That's a good way to put it. It felt like they were trying to capture or like wanted to cover certain topics and like had an episode on each one and as I was thinking that some of it felt a little heavy-handed like almost cliche of like okay so this is the episode with the moms and you know Ted gets to resolve some of his issues that were unresolved previously but also hadn't been talked about or really addressed for a few episodes or since early in the season um right and so that was interesting and yet and it was I think the way they did it was nice, but it also felt a little heavy handed in that um it, it was almost like very obvious um but I also then at the same time it made me realize even some of the moments in the last episode to, that we just watched, I think also felt a little obvious a lot of it a lot of the show really honestly is sort of like what happens is kind of what you would expect it to have happened in this type of narrative um, for the storyline that started off, right, with this initial skit um, or sketch from SNL. <laughs> so it's like, okay, yeah, I guess they I mean, can. Right, on like, one hand, it is what it is, right? Exactly. It's a feel-good show that um, approaches some important subjects that speaks a lot about relationships and, um, and again, things it does really well. And on the other hand, it's also, yeah, like you said, a show that's going to have its topic of the day in some cases. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and I think it even ended the way we would expect it to, and so it kind of makes me think, okay, well, maybe it makes sense to have ended after three seasons. Mm-hmm. As, as much as it's sad, because I would love to keep watching, because yeah. it just feels so good. And yeah. it's so funny. I think, I don't know if I said this to you before, when I was just going on about how much I love the show, and we were talking about it generally, um, it it really makes me laugh out loud every single episode many many times yeah. like throughout yeah. the episode so even just the joy of that i guess is something that is sad to see end or to not have anymore but you can always go back and watch it over and over cuz i'm sure there's just so many jokes in there's there so and things many of those, yeah those one liners exactly and i'm sure people will continue to watch it for years mm-hmm. yeah. just like any of the other popular comedy sitcom shows so um but yeah at the same time i think it did what it was meaning to do and yeah. and and including with some of those episodes where it was resolving some of the like underlying loose ends or just like emotional ties yes i really um one scene that really stood out for me was um when um beard went to see nate i think in the second Mm. to last episode and we learned some of their backstory between beard and ted um it hadn't occurred to me until that moment that i didn't know Mm -hmm. how they met or their backstory or anything about that i almost felt like oh wait did we know this before episode um i thought that was very well done in that hug between beard and nate um or the forehead touching i (laughs) I guess that's what it was was so adorable it was was adorable it was weird it was everything right their version of a headbutt also (laughs) yeah yeah 
does. Yeah. I also, yeah, you're, you're right. I had that same thought and I also was thinking similarly to what I was just saying. I think it would be weird to have ended the show without that storyline, right? Like we, the fact that right. we didn't know or that, that backstory that we didn't know about that right. before. And even that, like Nate, I think I mentioned too, his character did a quick 180 and then a quick 180 back. <laughs> yes. Yes. It was very sudden. Some of those, right. And the fact that his girlfriend from the restaurant just all of a sudden became um, this lovely supportive partner that felt a little rushed. Equally um, was in love with him as he yes, was. Yes. But it was, but also it was kind and, of subtle. So I felt like there was wasn't, lovely. it wasn't yeah. like overacted or anything right. not to get right. into like the specifics or technical part of the show. But yeah, it was, it was lovely. It was a, it was a, it was a nice way to like see his character also like get what he needs to kind of evolve right. and grow. Right. And then speaking of that, I don't know if you want to jump into the last episode um, or the series finale, seeing that whole conversation about change, <laughs> the yeah. question of people can change. Dogs. Yeah. And that's, it's funny to me. I was just like um, telepathically saying, thinking to you, how has that was happening? That scene, just like how beautiful that comes together, right? Like in the in terms of the theme of what we've been talking about with the show and how the commentary that it makes on sort of human nature and the psychology of of people of a team, especially people who are working together, um, and thinking about how they are evolving or growing together with each other, with the support of yeah. each other, and whether or not that's even possible sometimes or doubting that, like just the question itself was so central, right. I think, to a lot of what we were talking or have been talking about. That's such a great point, right? That kind of the, they settled on there. Um, around who was it that said this? It was uh, um, Higgins. Assistant. Higgins, thank you. <laughs> Forget poor Higgins' names. <laughs> um, but that idea that uh, I won't say it as eloquently as you did, but that idea like mm-hmm. that change happens in relationships with others, right? As you were just talking about, like the support from others, and I just think that's just such a. I mean, certainly as therapists, that's something that. We probably would have chosen a different career if we didn't think that that was possible, right? Yeah. Um, but it's just such a central part of 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 what we do, and um, in the therapy room, but in um, coaching rooms and in relationships and all kinds of rooms that um, mm-hmm. asking for help. So yeah, and it's that often, was really a lovely. It's scene. often the way I think about it because sometimes I will be honest as a therapist, also that question of like how much people can change comes gets to me all the time like you know when you start to think about like oh you're really feeling really stuck with someone or seeing them kind of go through the same pattern over and over again and how tough that might be um that helplessness can come up for us too as clinicians but or at least for myself um and and similar to like to what Roy was kind of expressing of like, you know, how do I still, why do I still feel like the same or, you know, nothing's changed. Um, but the way you just put it also makes me think it's not even about like the outcome or what you, how you've changed, but more so sort of what you're striving for. 
continuously, right. which is kind of what I think Higgins said also. Yeah, and, and Ted's reflection back, I thought was something that sounded similar to things I might say in a therapy room about, mm-hmm. um, right, about his asking to be a diamond dog and how he wouldn't have done that a few years ago and mm-hmm. or even a few months ago. So, exactly. yeah, that element of, of change, um, yeah, it's really important and powerful. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I actually, Any other, go ahead. <laughs> I was also going to mention um, that how big a role his character, Ted's character, has in like sharing that wisdom. It's almost like he's the one, although he wasn't the one to say that, which was nice. Um, mm-hmm. But he's often the one, you know, as the coach, also like you know, expressing all the wisdom to the players and even to like Rebecca and other people in the show, um, which he did at the end, right. During the mid, during that last game of the season. And it's funny because I think I was, I was like ready, all ready to exclaim to you that this is like, they were thinking about it. The commentators of the show, like Arlo and the, and the people who are, you know, the sports commentators of the, um, the Premier League, who are the real people, apparently, um, which is kind of cool that they had that. But um, the whole the whole idea of like, oh, they're you know they're in it to win the whole thing, and if they don't win this game, it'll be so disappointing. And it's like almost losing sight of the fact that they came a really long way. Right. Season. Right. That's not exactly. That. Exactly. And right. To, that's what Ted says, to, like from the very beginning, as a coach, right. That it's that he's not nearly as interested in winning and losing as he is on like being a part of people developing um, in their lives and and moving forward and yeah it's just a that's a really lovely approach that they I like how they handled it at the end I like that there was some at first I was thinking they were going to end in a tie I really just mm-hmm. because of Ted's dislike of ties I thought they were going to come full circle on that so I I kind of did like that they let them win at the end even mm-hmm. though they ended up not winning the whole thing it was a nice moment of joy um which is also like the beauty of what i was hoping for like a gray area right or kind of like it doesn't have to be right your point yeah all or none it can just be they got to both win and not win and have it be lovely anyway yeah exactly yeah yeah any other like stray observations from the last episode or season um i know you had said this earlier and i i was like really not happy about it when this the last few seasons or the last few scenes of the episode um that we don't know about see people's relationships like we Roy, don't what happens yes, there that was a gray area i was unhappy with <laughs> Same. I, yeah. I have to say i i, I appreciated keely's reaction to roy and jamie when they came as um, their competitive selves to her house in the middle of the night i appreciated that she mm-hmm. threw them both out yeah, um, but I have to say there was a part of me that wants to know what happened next and um, yeah, where they are in their relationships. So I was a little disappointed that uh, some of those flash forward scenes all seem to be part of Ted's flight dream, and we don't really we didn't get the where are they now kind of montage mm-hmm. in quite the same way that some other shows do. Yeah, kind of left things up in the air. I think it's interesting. Again, I mean, Roy is just my favorite character because he's such a he's just so lovable um 
But I think it, in that dream, whether it's real or not, it did seem realistic that like he would become the manager, the, the general coach of yeah. the, the leader of the team, and um, the other two would still be there. And and then also like kind of like what you said about like Keely and Roy and Jamie and having they're having their little friendship like that was in the dream too which was really cute um so maybe also as we're talking about it like this is to see this is a parallel process and that like we can talk about it and then be comfortable that's right I do that's true I do appreciate when things are kind of left up to the viewer right that we get to have our dream about Mm -hmm. what we think is coming next for them and and I am glad it wasn't too heavy-handed in the end with Rebecca and what was going to be happening for her we could kind of see her meet back up with her uh the, her boat lover or i forget his oh, name yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> that somehow was uh an uh, airline pilot did we know that i think he yeah was he a pilot because it sounded wasn't he in the like dutch or like air force or something like a captain or pilot oh, suit. Oh, yeah, on. yeah. So not a military suit. <laughs> no, it was like not. That. No, that was that was kind of a nice reconnect. But there are a lot of things. I'm thinking about how I anticipated there being more closure with her, given the episode around her seeing the psychic, mm-hmm. and that we had all these kind of things laid out. Um, yeah, I both. I, I, both surprised that we didn't get more about what happens with her, but also glad that that wasn't kind of piled on quickly or too quickly at the end too, that we could kind of be just open to the hope of what might happen for her. And actually that's something I meant to mention how like the women sort of like the idea of the, of women empowerment or female empowerment, as we talked about early on too, I think that they had a whole couple of episodes really that was centered around that, like Keely sort of, you know, taking ownership of that video that had been put out or leaked out about her and, um, you know, talking about like online privacy and all and the right to that, but also like not having to apologize for your behavior, for you That's know, right. being, uh, your behavior in a relationship and just recognizing what that meant. That's right. That's right. What a mature response I thought from Jamie in those scenes. And, um, yeah, I really like how that was handled in terms of her not issuing that apology. Um, Right, and that there were some really strong um, relationships between women and empowering each other in the workplace. Okay. I do hope they get the women's football team going um, in Richmond as well. Yeah, that would be a very cool idea. I had I didn't even think about it, or it took me a second to realize what that was when they when Keely put that down in front of her. Um, So yeah, I guess that is the. I don't know if there's anything else you want to add about the season. Um, I know we were just jumping around a little bit, but. it also kind of felt like that's that's how this last episode was, right? Just, again, <laughs> tying up loose ends somewhat, also somewhat not. 
Manhattan. I did have to throw in. I just so enjoyed the um, yes. Von Trapp family sound of music. <laughs> um, farewell, so long, farewell. It's oh, a yes. much beloved film in 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 my childhood. Of and course. I, um, I found myself wanting to jump in and do the choreography along with them. They did a fantastic job. I agree with Ted. They did a lovely job. Glad that they were so proud of themselves. Yeah, it was so funny how much they were cheering, like a little, a little much <laughs> right after when they got that done. But that was that was very cute. I liked that. And I, I, there was a second where I was like sincerely hoping that they were gonna do the NSYNC bye 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 um, song because that's that what because they didn't get to yeah and they didn't get to perform that for her. They worked so hard on it, but this was even cuter. It was so so endearing. And then Danny Rojas at the end being the one to do the little kid the Gretel yes um, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly he is any other way exactly he is the like most innocent young one but then also not on the team um yeah that was just a beautiful moment I did I think I, I did feel like I, I, I don't know why again maybe this is just me wanting more closure also but which you know most shows and and movies and all you always kind of are yearning for that but when you fall in love with the story but um i think i would have liked to see the like team feel it's it's almost interesting how they didn't seem or express that much sadness about you know losing ted they never showed like how they reacted right when they found out but right. I also think I guess you don't you didn't need to see that, which is sort of the also the beauty of you know just believing that they um, were that it, he was as special to them as vice versa as he yeah. expressed to them. So yeah, I think that's right. I think that was interesting how they skipped over. They, they didn't even. Um, have us hear him telling Rebecca that he was leaving, right? We right. really got moments of him and Rebecca at the end, but and they really skipped over all of that. I think just, you know, banking on that we would know that was kind of a foregone conclusion that felt right, that felt like what they were working towards. And you're right, they um, perhaps we didn't need to see some of those scenes to be able to know mm-hmm. what they meant to each other and could see it in some of those different ways um, with the belief poster. And, That's true. Um, yeah. Yeah, that belief poster that the fact that they taped it back up together. So yeah, that they were holding on to it, right? Yeah, like each of them. That was, that was really kind of a, a, a beautiful representation of them each taking a piece of that belief with them that season. Mm-hmm. Some of them even had it in their like sock or shin yeah, guard right. in their sleeve, <laughs> like just kept it yeah. somewhere safe. All of them. Those are the magical pieces of paper that they didn't all disintegrate and all the weird papers that they had oh my gosh very good point they would have been it would have been sweaty also we know jamie was a reader he pulled that piece yeah what out of his book yeah that was actually some very good directing of the show though too right um they showed like you know each character had their own or each player had their own little like safe spot that they had kept their piece of the paper piece of the belief poster yes that was that was that was a really well-directed scene that all came together what a wonderful show 
right. Well, well, should we do our final segment here? Yes. Is it that time? I think so. Do you want to introduce our Oh, sure. So our, our, sure, our, our closeout segment is going to be feel, think, or do, right? All, all very important topics for psychologists, for therapists, right? <laughs> right that we care about all that we, we do. We, we care about feelings. We care about thoughts. We care about our actions. So yes. feel, think, or do is going to be our closeout segment here. So after our conversation today, um, uh, wants to go first. What, what are you called to feel, think, or do? Uh, yeah, I think so thinking about like what our take takeaway is. Right. Um, I think maybe you should go first because I'm first. still yeah. <laughs> pondering that. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going. I'm going to the thought first. I guess um, I'm kind of one of my thought takeaways is um, maybe because it's just still fresh in my head from what you were saying, Upperda, but the like the both and of this show, just the really range. Maybe that connects to the feeling again. With the mm-hmm. I was just so struck by the range of feelings, even just to start this new season, and so just you know having. Well, kind of one of my takeaways too is that we can have this, you know, certainly positively and hope, positive and hopeful oriented show, while still making space for a range of emotions um, within it, and and some of those both ends um, mm-hmm. as we're going to that we don't have to ignore the the challenges to still be able to move forward positively. Yeah, I love that. Um, I'm always a fan of the both ends. (laughs) (laughs) We both are. Yes. Yes. And I'm actually, even as you were saying that, I was trying to think like, well, how can I, how can I name the emotion or feeling that I would take away from this Mm. talk and, Mm -hmm. you know, the show in general and how, as I started off by saying how much I love it and Mm -hmm. I can't say that enough. Um, And I think what I'm really feeling is sort of a sense of, I was going to say impressed, but really it's gratitude for the fact that, and I'm trying to not make it such a big scope because I could easily just zoom out and (laughs) and make this like big sweeping generalization. Mm -hmm. But I do think that it sort of shows how far we've come sort of, in our society and just thinking back over the last few years, right? This show came out, I think in 2020, I want to say, or like right before COVID was when it started maybe, um, and was released. But, but even since then, just the shift that we've all had in our, like, um, so in the culture of acknowledging and accepting mental health and Mm -hmm. reducing the stigma to -hmm. a certain degree, of course, it's still a luxury to, you know, be in therapy Mm -hmm. or receive mental health treatment or seek that. But the fact that people are talking about it more, you know, for better or worse, or, you know, to varying degrees of being realistic about it, I do think it's, it's, I'm very appreciative of the fact that we can talk, you know, our whole idea for a podcast was centered on like our psychology take on or perspective on things. I keep saying take, I'm trying to like give hot takes. I don't know why. <laughs> we have a lot of hot takes today. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, um, but I think that's why we kind of wanted to do this. And also mm-hmm. the fact that we just kind of had this show to connect on and, yeah. and be able to talk so much about it, which, you know, is such a nice thing. And to know that it's something so many people are experiencing in that same way. Yeah. Oh, I want to sit with you in gratitude for that and gratitude for <laughs> our getting to talk about it and spend time together on yeah. that too. Um, well, 
with that, maybe the 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 action the do that I'm thinking about is just wanting to do this more and connect more. Yes. Let's, okay. All right. Well, we got all Let's the things then. We have all the things for feeling. We're thinking. That's right. That's right. Um, all right. Well, I guess on that note, we will be back with you when we have more to talk about our next time together at the salon. So until then, um, be well. Bye, everyone.